Hi, you're listening to Chris and Shaz in the Mother of All Roles podcast. Two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. Okay, Shaz, it's that time again. Last month, we spoke about the mental load on mums. You know, we shared our stories and ways to identify it and overcome it. This month, we are diving into being true to yourself. Why it's important to do it no matter what. But first, let's remind our listeners who we are. I'll kick off by introducing you, Shaz. Sharon Halliday is an author, columnist, Reiki practitioner, angel intuitive, copywriter, speaker, and mother to Leo 9 and Eva 6. Sorry, Eva, I've been calling you Ava. Sharon's passion is to help others and other parents create something that resembles a work-life balance. She says that her daily mission is to not allow the to-do list to overshadow precious moments. So critical. And her book, Messages from the Heart, 39 Answers to Your Life Questions, is based on her advice column, Ask Sharon, and answers questions about health and well-being, relationships, money, work, and most importantly, happiness. Thanks, Chris. My co-host is Chris Evans, who is a wife and mum to two gorgeous girls, Anna Seven and Kate Four. In 2015, Chris founded Mummy Jobs Australia to deliver services and products to support mums in gaining career confidence and advancement, regardless of whether they were returning to work for the first time or transitioning between jobs. Chris runs an incredible Facebook support group for mums and partners with employers Australia-wide who want to actively be part of the changing landscape and culture for women in the workplace, also a really important issue. So Chris, before we get into this month's topic of being true to yourself, we're stoked to say that we are officially on Spotify. So very big thank you to the Tech Oath team there who helped us get our episodes uploaded. It's massive. Um, and while we're going with this whole attitude of gratitude, we'd like to acknowledge all the positive support we've received, including an article in the Beagle on the South Coast. And we have been so humbled by this response so far. The, the reviews that people have taken the time to write to show their appreciation and support for what we're trying to do in creating a, this community for mums and parents. Well, you know, Shaz, I was actually over the moon when I saw those reviews coming in, and I know you were too. Would you believe it? We are officially 759 on the Apple podcast chart in Australia and 385 in the kids and family category. So a massive thank you to all our listeners. It gives us a real boost to know that we're on the right path and that we're contributing also to something so positive. It certainly does give us a boost. I um, can't stop smiling as you're saying that. It's, uh, it's really awesome. And, you know, when people are coming up to me and saying they're looking forward to the next episode um, or they've sent it to their sister who has two kids and one on the way, shout out to Jess, you know, that's the ultimate compliment right there. Um, but I also want to acknowledge Cherie, Kylie, Nicole and Janelle for your kind remarks. And, I mean, you know, Chris, we never went into this for the ratings or the kudos, but it is an unreal feeling when you, when you think that you're making a positive impact on people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, 
even if the podcast is playing in the background while you hang out your washing, which is what one of my besties has been doing, a bit of shout out there to Laura. So um, thank you for that feedback. It doesn't really matter where you're listening to it as long as you're listening and getting something out of it. So Chris, before we get into this important topic of being true to yourself, we need to have a quick recap of the challenge. So please remind our listeners what it was and how you fared. And also, I mean, just a reminder at the end of the podcast uh, or the last podcast, you know, um, on how to overcome mental, uh, the mental overload, we identified that our overloaded schedules play a big part in this. So we set a challenge called the Triple Ds. Yeah, so just on that, Chris, I've received quite a lot of feedback about the Triple Ds where mums were saying that it was actually working for them. Um, you know, I, sorry, I interrupted. I get a bit excited about these things because, um, when you actually put into practice something that works, it makes you feel um, pretty good. That's okay, Shaz. Look, it is exciting when people take up our suggestions and it works for them. That's what it's all about. And so the triple D's challenge we set was thinking about your schedule. What can you delete, delegate or don't do? And for me, I focused on the whole area of how, can I, uh, I guess, make getting out the door in the mornings a more harmonious process? And what I did was centred around the don't do of the triple Ds. So this is what was happening beforehand. I was basically, I was trying to get my girls dressed and ready uh, every other, you know, before every other aspect in the morning, such as hair and breakfast. Getting dressed is the first thing. Once we had that done, we were right. But this wasn't working. And uh, I thought to myself, there's, there's got to be another way. Uh, it was kind of like dragging myself through mud and then, and what if I did, I thought, what if I did something radically different, like just radically different, like just try it, you know, try it on for size. So then I decided to flip that around by not putting the expectation to get dressed first and just let the morning roll along. And it's funny, I was saying to a couple of my friends, it was just like, I'm, you know, I don't do drugs. I just want to sort of put that out there. But it was like <laughs> I was on drugs. I kind of was like, right, like whatever, let's go, you know. And I basically said, well, um, let's <laughs> let them know, you know, when it's time to go and, you know, we must be ready then. By the time I say when it's time to go, we've got to be ready, get everything done. And so it didn't matter what order, which order, they had to own that. Um, now, they're four and seven, so time concept isn't great, right? But it actually has worked. Uh, and it's significantly changed, you know, the attitudes and decreased the meltdowns. Already, I just have to add in there that it's helped me because I feel like the pressure is now off in the morning. Now, don't get me wrong, we still have our mornings of chaos, but for the most part, this has actually been a very, very good thing to let go of. I can't believe how you, you turned it around, like that you're saying that it's because you maybe had that attachment to things being done in a certain order, if I'm interpreting this correctly. Mm, routine. Um, the routine, okay. We all need routines, but you, you felt like that might have been a bit of a, um issue there. So once you flipped that around, they got a bit more relaxed, but they also responded to what you needed to have done. Oh, that's amazing. Like yeah. it just shows that when we let go, uh, with certain things, it, it really makes a big difference. That's awesome, mate. Um, you know, morning routines are a big one for mums and I'm sure our listeners will be keen to follow your lead on this and just switch that attitude and the vibe around. And it, look, as you alluded to, it's not fun barking orders at kids each morning. Like um, I know for me, something that's worked for me is that uh, to say to the kids, okay, you get all your jobs done in terms of getting ready and then you get a bit of time on your iPads and look it might only be 15 minutes so it's a bit of a perception thing there but they think it's 
it's fantastic. So there's an incentive and it's their currency and, and it works. So you do what you got to do. And, um, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And I think, I think also, you know, if one way is not working, try another way. Like I just knew radical change was something I had to do and it's something that I've still got to keep working on each day. So, you know, to the listeners out there and our mums, not trying to say, hey, I'm perfect, look at me, I've got my morning sorted, but, you know, let's try a different way. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention was I also had progress in the area of delegating. Wow, you really did go for it this month with the challenge. <laughs> a little. So, look, I looked at areas where uh, I needed the most help and applied our nifty concept of the triple Ds to see if things could be better, like I've been saying. So I took action in the area of delegating and... Um, I'd been thinking I needed to do more in this area for a while because I wanted the kids to take more ownership over some tasks that I was doing that they could easily do, right? Yeah, well, the thing is, if you don't teach them at some stage, eventually they'll grow up and leave home and they still won't know how to tie their shoelaces. So, you know, totally get it. You've, you've got to start empowering them. What, what sort of things did you delegate to them? Yeah, that's it. Well, I basically, um, I found myself packing lunches into bags and getting bags organised and all of that. Um, a lot just because I could do it quickly um, and I've actually now delegated that to my girls. Now, it's a small thing, but it helps. Um, and I also delegate in other ways, uh, like getting them to go and ask for, you know, say five bread rolls at the bakery and handing them $10 or whatever shop we're at because it, it, what I find really beneficial in this is building confidence, uh, the confidence side of things in my girls so that they are happy to go up and say, hey, can I have this or can I have that? Um, and I, I do think that's a really critical learning point or development point as well for them. How about you, Shaz? How did you go with the challenge? Well, I applied the don't do aspect of the Triple Ds to possibly the most controversial and contentious event on the school calendar. I've got four words for you. It'll get any mum's hackles up. Book, week, parade, costumes. Oh, Shaz, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, Chris, I did. Well, actually, in keeping with the Triple Ds, I suppose you're right. I didn't. But look, don't get me wrong. As an author, it goes without saying that I love books. My, my husband's always telling me I have too many books. Um, and I understand that the book week parade is something that the kids really do love to get into. It's a chance to get dressed up. And look, even some mums love getting creative with the costume. So it's totally no judgment there. Each their own, all right? But... I mean, I sense a, a, a little bit of a butt coming there, Shaz. What's, what's the go here? But it's not my thing. There, I've said it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at least it wasn't this year, okay? Let's put that into perspective. Please um, tell me you did not send them in their uniform, Shaz. Come no, on. no, I, did, I didn't do that. And look, if I had of, that would have been okay too because we, we all know mums have plenty on their plates and sometimes things get missed, all right? Um, so, again, no judgment there. That's right. Sorry. Oh. Come on. Spill the beans. What did you do? <laughs> All right. So, what I did was I grabbed a 60-litre container of costumes that we already owned that we'd collected over the years. I placed it in front of the kids at the beginning of the week and I said, have at it. Well, actually, no. I told them nicely. Um, I said to them, you know, we've got plenty of costumes here. I'm not going to buy any new ones. So, I am sure you can recycle something or make something with your brilliant imaginations. Well, that sounds like a, I mean, a, a great compromise. <laughs> I mean, you've got to remove something off your list, right? And actually a, a few things, like all the running around to shops, not to mention you saved some dollars. 
and you save time by not going to elaborate lengths to make something. You know, I mean, it's funny when we're on the topic because normally I'm on the sewing machine like crazy and usually love a good book week planning session. <laughs> this year, however, even with our planning session, things changed, the ideas changed, and we ended up in Kmart the night before at 6pm buying a unicorn head and hairspray for Thelma the Unicorn and Rapunzel. So the kids loved it, though, and it, I must actually say it was my easiest book week to date. Well, there you go. Like, it just goes to show how different things matter to different people. I felt like, for me, it was the right thing to do for myself in light of my schedule at that time. And, look, maybe next year I'll be more in the mood to get a bit more involved. Um, I probably need to pick your brains a bit about how to do one of those book week planning sessions. That's a, that's <laughs> up there bit bit nerdy but whatever you know whatever floats your boat but I'm all for that <laughs> but it all worked out <laughs> thank you it all worked out hey you know like Eva was happy to go as Batman and Leo went in his Peter Pan costume which looked awesome um look I wasn't worried because I also had a backup plan I thought if they couldn't find anything in the box I would just dress them in their old clothes, rub a bit of dirt on their cheeks, give them a bowl and stick a sign on them and that said, please, sir, can I have some more? And then everyone would know they were Oliver Twist. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is gold, Chaz. That is gold. Hot well, I mean, out there for any mums, right? You Struggling know, with book week. I'd be keeping in theme, wouldn't I? Because Charles Dickens is one of the greatest writers of all time. So there you have it, you know. Um, but look, I'm, I must say, I actually did have a good time at the book parade. I, I looked around and everyone, including the mums, dads and grandparents and teachers, were having a really great time watching these kids that, that had the biggest smiles on their faces. And it was nice to see the teachers dressed up. And actually, they acknowledged the work that parents and in particular mums put into organising the costumes, which I thought was a nice touch. So, look, I didn't mean to sound like a negative Nancy before because it really was a fun event. But, you know, the most important thing is the kids love it. I just had to um, use that as one of my triple Ds. <laughs> you know, gosh, doesn't it, like, put things into perspective and particularly with our triple D challenge? There's always something else to be done in the life of being a mum. Sometimes, you know, I'll be cruising along and then wham, you know, the curveball comes. And like, just like the other, you know, last week when I ran into um, a parent from preschool who asked if we were going to a party on the weekend, like the next day actually. And I'm like, um, what party? Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, sure, uh, uh, everyone would relate to this at some point in their life. And luckily, you know, we were at the shop, so we did buy a quick present. And my kids, you know, always make their cards. So, uh, phew. Crisis averted. <laughs> but look, just quickly before we move on about uh, from the challenge, I did delegate some housework to hubby, which really worked out well for me. As I was heading off to work one morning, he just happened to have his RDO that day and I realised, look, I can't expect him to be a mind reader. So if I'd have got home and things were left for me to do after a long day at work, it probably would have been a case of no, mo no more Mrs. Nice Wife. So, I, I look, I rattled off a list of things I needed doing as I waltzed out the door and um, it all got done. So I was really grateful for that, you know. That's great, Shaz. You know, um, I know it's something that you've been working on, you know, to be assertive when it comes to asking for what, you know, you need help with. So, you know, that's, that's awesome. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, take, sometimes it takes a bit of courage to uh, actually do the simplest of things to speak up for what you need. So, yeah, working on it. Um, so let's plough into today's topic. 
strap in listeners because we're going to go deep. Being true to yourself. Now, when I typed this in, I got about, this is no joke, 675 million results. So, you know, from memes to mugs to T-shirts to trinkets, being true to yourself has become a trendy phrase. But I want to ask you, Chris, do you you think we really do it? You know, this is is what I really believe when it comes down to is it's the stories that we tell ourselves, you know, which are in actual fact our beliefs right so you tell yourself something for long enough you'll believe it and therefore live it for example I was always told I wasn't good at writing in school so probably for the best part of 15 years that's what I thought and believed so I actually stayed away from jobs that involved that or anything that meant I had to like basically form some type of intellectual um, words around a certain topic Okay, so you've tapped into some layers of the issue there. Your example shows the alternative of not being true to yourself. And so you end up being who your parents, your school, partner or society tells you to be. So you become a carbon copy of billions of others. And so, you know, as you were saying, for 15 years, you didn't get to express yourself like that's a long time, you know, just because on based on what other people told you. And so as you've identified, you know, whatever it is we tell ourselves become true, it becomes true for us. Yeah. As you say, it becomes our belief system, which governs all our behaviours. And so in your case, uh, what it does is what it did, it was became a, a limiting behaviour. Mm. Um, and I, I suppose you later on found out it, it you, you were liberated from it. But, you know, you're talking about when other people influence our beliefs and that becomes true for ourselves. So if we flip that, you know, how is it that, how do we uncover or discover what is actually true for ourselves? Cause at some point you must've overcome that idea or that feeling of not being good enough when it came to your writing. So there must've been, a, I'm assuming a defining moment. Um, how did you dig deep and turn that around and start to honor what was inside of you? All right. Well, I think early on, it was, it was basically when I started blogging. And um, after being a second-time mum, I really felt the need to express myself. And I actually ran a blog called Mama Dada, which I don't do anymore. But it was the springboard to my business now and also my ebook, Landing Your Job. And getting feedback from people about how my words really helped them through some tough times. This actually made me realise that the type of writing I had been doing in school was not for me and that blogging and vlogging was, uh, was the way for me and I could truly articulate like what I felt meant through that. I'd also um, had to stop comparing myself to others. Like That lesson came heavily through my experience at Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within uh, in 2018. One of the many things actually that stuck with me was a quote by Tony. Um, I'll just read it. Don't let something... You do love your Tony quotes. Sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, you do love your Tony quotes, but we'll get it out there. He is my guru, although he says I I am not your guru. Don't go, you guru. Don't go. (laughs) Don't go there. Um, Don't let something stand in the way that has the ability to change your life. So when I stopped comparing and worrying what others thought, hard to do but it didn't matter what people felt about my writing and I'm sure that's something you've potentially experienced in your writing Shaz. Yes apart from when I'm looking for a great 
quote, <laughs> I actually don't look at other people's writing for this very reason. So, you know, many of the self-help topics that I write about have been around since the beginning of time. So there's bound to be an abundance of writing on it, right? And what I found early on is that it's very easy to start to second guess when, you know, what you're writing when you think someone has done it better. Now, that can apply to anything. Um, so I realised, look, if I'm going to continue on this path of being a writer, I just have to run my own race. And I, I think that's a pretty big message here today. Uh, that's what we want to get across. You have to find a way to not care or not give a rat's about what other people think or say. It's that saying, what other people think of me is none of my business. Don't you agree that's the nuts and bolts of it there? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, why do you think people compare so much? Why is it, what is it that makes this happen? Look, the thing that I've personally been working on for the past three years, Shaz, is, is how I can live my best life. Uh, and it is a work in progress for me daily. Um, so, again, not here to give you guys perfection. We're here to help you. I've looked up to so many people who have called um, or like so-called um, made it, uh, if you know what I mean, and, and always felt like I fell short and couldn't work out why. And I know many mums out there will identify with that feeling. So here's what I've learned and what I continue to work on. Living my best life is what it looks like for me and not for someone else. We live in such a comparative environment, as you say, uh, and that can often make it difficult to stick to our own paths and dreams. Quite often, though, when we lose our way, we can start to look for answers to try and work out what others are doing and why. And this can create uncertainty and further add to insecurities. So okay. we really have to be, well, I think we really have to be self-aware of what is entering our brain and ensure there is a rigorous filter on it. I see so much of this actually shares with my coaching of mums and what I do with them. The confidence level can drop quite quickly if someone has missed out on a job that, you know, they may interpret as, you know, them not being good enough or they have been told, like, that they're at least two years away from promotion and someone else has already been identified for the role. Um, you know, it's that whole imposter syndrome um, going on mm. right there. So Makes a lot of sense. And look, it does. And look, I actually go deeper into this in the first part of my Reignite program where I get mums back into the workforce and, and, and land them that role. But it's nailing what your core values are and what your life mission on earth is. So basically mapping it out, revisiting it often really keeps me in alignment um, with who I want to be and, you know, what I actually really want to be doing. That's such great advice, Chris. And it's, uh, I mean, I know it's something I need to be working on a bit more at the moment myself, um, but, it, but it is exactly that. It's about honouring who you were destined to be, whatever that looks like to you. And in the process, like I said, not giving a rat's about what anyone says or think, uh, because it's otherwise, if you do, you're just living someone else's life. That's what not being true to yourself is, is all about. And, um, you know, not being true to yourself isn't all it's cracked up to be either because it can be exhausting trying to maintain some image or life that isn't who you really are. You see it everywhere on social media. Uh, look, I do. I see this so often um, where people are not living up to their full potential. And, you know, I wonder if it's because of their circumstances and unwillingness to change mixed with excuses. Maybe mm -hmm. they've not been shown a better way or 
if they're just so busy, you know, trying to please others, you know, I, I, I get it. I've been there myself. I hear you. Like that's a big one for me. I'm constantly working on this. But and in my opinion, the quickest path to unhappiness is seeking the approval of others. I, mm. I know that. And unfortunately, by default, mums get stuck in this phase all too often because simply because they're taking care of other people. You know, they're responding to demands and responsibilities all day, every day. And it's very easy to lose yourself in that. And look, I'm going to go so far to say that it's tragic. Like all those unfulfilled dreams and potential that's not being realised. You know, the most prolific writer on tragedy said it best, to thine own self be true. Well, Shaz. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) I didn't think you'd be able to weave a Shakespearean quote into today's topic, but there you have it, folks. And no truer words, though, really, on this topic, it is that critical. It is so critical to be true to yourself. You know, and, and just to continue on from that, I think we've tapped into why it is challenging for mums in particular to be themselves. Mums set a pretty high benchmark when it comes to all the things that they do. And so when they're trying to honour what they want to do, and it's often in direct conflict with what others want from them, you know, it, it's, it becomes a bit of an issue, I guess. It means that they're trying to be different to how others around them, like, prefer them to be. So take the hypothetical example of a mum who wants to get fitter and healthier, but she has to make time to fit it in her schedule. Mm. And maybe her partner's is not as supportive because suddenly he has to help a bit more out with the kids or at home so she can do this to facilitate this. So can you see how, like, many mums would just throw up their hands and say it's all too hard. Mm. But guess who suffers? The mum does. The mum. And actually, ultimately, so do the kids because they are seeing, and believe me, they feel it too when mum's not doing what she wants to be doing. It, it absolutely floors me when my kids um, are so in tune with me and they pick up exactly on what I'm wanting to be doing even before I've realised it myself sometimes. Like, So mm. the kids suffer when they think that mum is just mum and nothing else, you know, or take, for example, a mum who works a lot and so she's always busy, but she's not truly happy. They may see glimpses of happiness in her, but, you know, mum's not really doing enough of the things that she, she loves or she desires. And it could be even that simple, something as simple as exercise. Like what message does this send to our kids? It tells girls that your place is in the home, contributing to the family at all times, and it teaches boys that a woman's role is in the home or working, or these days both, um, but nothing else. You know, so that is a very dangerous path to continue down. And it all comes from us not being true to ourselves. Like that is a real consequence. Yeah. Yeah, it is, Jazz. And, you know, Oh, sorry, I, I, get a bit, I get a bit passionate about this stuff. I'm sorry, I get a bit amped uh, up. Look, I'm just feeling <laughs> it, you know, and I, I, I do. I see it a lot in mums and I don't think they make the immediate connection like you've just pointed out, how disastrous it can be when mums don't do what they actually want to do. And, you know, I get this so much mixed into the reasons behind that as well. And, look, we understand, like, Of course, relationships and families, you know, in order for them to be harmonious, it requires, you know, healthy doses of communication, compromise, compassion even. And no, I'm not going to call it the triple C's. (laughs) 
Why not? We've started working through the alphabet with our helpful <laughs> hints. Why should we stop now? But seriously, you know, when it all boils down to it, you are your own person and you actually don't need to please anyone. You are the most important person in the universe. There's a bit of drop the mic moment right there if you ask me. So true. So, so true. So, you know, this, it's this whole idea that we want to get across that, you know, mums, you were an individual before motherhood. And if you've lost that sense of yourself and had a detour along the way, well, maybe it's time to double back. I sense that there are some mums out there who are already integrating this on a daily basis. They're absolutely nailing this idea of being true to themselves. And I say to them, bravo, like keep being a positive role models for the rest of us and keep showing us the way. But I suspect that for the majority of mums, I bet it's a case of, you know, sneaking in a beauty appointment into the schedule, sporadically exercising and eat, trying to eat healthily, uh, grabbing five minutes here or there to themselves, and, and then they call it self-love, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, this is exactly why we, uh, you know, started the podcast. And, you know, I see so many mums who come to me as clients with this desire to get back into the workforce after having kids. For some, it's been years. Yeah, well, in my case, a decade. Um, yeah, and for some, you know, even that long. And, and what I see is they're so consumed by contributing to the household financially, whether it's a pressure at home from their partner or self-imposed or even some phantom ideas that they have that this is what is expected of them and, you know, they get caught up in that agenda and an agenda that's actually, you know, not even their own. Well, you know, that's probably the biggest restriction that mothers feel right there, I'd say. You know, I, I put it to our listeners that if being your authentic self, if honouring your true nature feels challenging and, and like a struggle that some days makes you think maybe it's just not worth it, I encourage you to believe it is worth it and it's what truly matters. I mean, could it be that we are simply spending too much time buying into what other, people's, what other people think of us or what their reactions might be? Can we dig deep and find within ourselves what we love and cherish and make that our focus? And if confidence is an issue, I urge you to find it within yourself to feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. If it's because you're worried mm. of how you'll be perceived or for some of us that we might upset the status quo, um, you know, if we actually do what we want and be what we want, you know, it's, it's time to find the courage within and step up for yourself. Yeah, you have to. I mean, if you don't get out of life what you want well no one else can do it for you well this is it and um you know as cliche as it sounds like life is too short we've while we've been talking i've been um reminded of how a few years back i lost two mates to cancer within two weeks of one another same age as me um both had kids around similar ages as mine and I remember, you know, driving to the memorial for one of them and, and like having a total freak out about my own mortality. I was, I was crying so much that I had to pull over because I couldn't see properly. And I guess it really got me thinking about all the things I still wanted to do with my life and all the things I wanted to experience with my husband and kids. And, you know, I, it, re it really affected me and, um, you know, it still does. And... Whenever I feel challenged to be myself and to do what I want, I do think of them because, you know, what would they tell me? They'd say, what are you waiting for? 
go for it. Just do it. You know, live life on your terms, play by your rules. Like we've all got stories like this. We all know people who have these stories or maybe it's, maybe our listeners have been through something similar and, you know, have had mortality issues, slap them right in the face. Um, That's how it felt to me. But if this isn't enough to make us change, honestly, what will? I've asked myself this question um, countless times. Well, it's, it is, it's one of those questions, Shaz. It's a, um, so, uh, you know, um, Sorry, I went a bit heavy there. No, no, look, I feel it and I, I, it hits home and it's, hasn't touched me so close to home yet, but I, and I hope it doesn't, but I'm sure it will. I mean, I know we lost a, you know, uh, somebody in our year group and I'm sure, I believe that was, um, you know. That was one of. One of them, say. Yeah. Um, But I think. You know, it is it is that that reality hit, and if if you're listening to us today, guys, it is. Don't waste any more time. I think like that's that's what I that's what I feel, and I think it's one of those things that, you know, you need to, um, you need to cherish those moments, and it's so easy to say, oh yeah, cherish the moment, live live, live for the present. You just can't sit there worrying about what you've done in the in the past can't you can't you can't sit there worrying about what you're doing in the future but you can worry about what you're doing right now what's happening for you right now you know looks sometimes it's not until we have that wake-up call you know that it forces us to take a good look at our lives and change what's not working and embrace that person that we came here to be oh look i know this is deep and it's only podcast three chris but this is what we you and i came here to talk about yeah we're we're in a way, we're finally fulfilling our calling by helping mothers and helping ourselves try to live our best lives. But, you know, there's there's so many other mothers out there in the wings with big dreams. And, and look, there's those who simply just want to enjoy their lives more. And for whatever reason, maybe they're not doing it. Um, look, it's it gets me all emotional even talking about this stuff. It's Thanks uh, for certainly, sharing, it, certainly easier for me to write about it because, you know, no one sees the tears. But, um, yeah, I just felt like it was important to share that today thanks Shaz it's 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 a critical one and I know um you know our listeners listeners will be feeling this and and we um you know reaching out all to you as well you know if you've you've been been touched like Shaz has as well um you know it's it's a difficult difficult um issue but like I say you know I, it's we've got to live for now. We've got to make sure that we make every moment count, and you know, not worry about the little tiny things that sometimes really aren't that big a deal. That's it, mate. And look, I'm sure our listeners would agree as we we start to wrap up today that you know, being true to yourself is a big topic, and we're going to have to revisit it. Um, I think we have touched some, on some big things here today, and why it's so important to be yourself, and and why it's challenging in particular for mums. And um, yeah. It's going to be something we revisit time and again, I'm sure. And absolutely we will. We will do that. So, you know, look, let's let's conclude, um, you know, with our challenge. And, and what we want to do is we want to challenge you to identify what is truly important in your life right now. I want you to make this a five-minute exercise and set the timer. We know you're time poor, so just get in, get it done, get out. Dot point what's important. These are not shoulds. This is not what other people think is important. What 
sorry, what do you most value in your life? What do you want for your health, wealth, family, career, relationships, and self? Now, um, you know, looking at your list, take one thing for the month to put the focus on, and if you do it daily, it will become a habit. Remember, it takes 21 days to form a habit and about 60 to keep it. Yeah, and look, it really doesn't matter what it is um, that you identify it's what's important to you and as Chris said something that aligns with your values so look it could be taking care of yourself if health is important it could be getting out that foot spa more often the one you got given for Mother's Day five years ago like there's self-care there there's um, you know exercising eating healthy um, writing a page of a book every day to get your book done or you know starting that hobby business or whatever it is it really doesn't matter um, look, I've got this great quote that uh, Christina mm. Carlson, who created the um, Kiki K Stationery Empire, uh, put in her book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, which is quite appropriate. Um, and it's, it's an anonymous quote, but let what you truly value guide you or be driven by the hustle and bustle of life, the demands of others and the vagaries of circumstance. The choice is yours. Mm, wow. It's, uh, yeah, in incredible, incredible. And um, just love it. And it's a great point to end on, Shaz. Yep. And, and look, you know, this podcast will always be about honouring the many and varied jobs a mum does, but we hope that we've got the point across today that the most important job a mum has, and, you know, in fact, this implies to anyone, the, the most crucial relationship you need to nurture is the one you have with yourself. It's the fastest way to enjoying every aspect of your life. We're working on it. Uh, we know it's not easy, but we know it's true. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, look, it's uh, just it's one of those things that's, um, you know, just to keep in mind and, and in wrapping up today, you know, um, we just want to say thank you for listening um, and, and thank you for being here, everybody. Shaz? Yeah, look, I've got... Can I just throw in one last quote to end on? This is uh, from the Queen of Authenticity, Brene Brown. Yeah. Authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Refusing authenticity means cultivating the courage to be imperfect, to set boundaries and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable exercising the compassion that comes from knowing that we are all made of strength and struggle and nurturing the connection and sense of belonging that can only happen when we believe that we are enough. Wow. I love that, Shaz. And, you know, I just on that note, guys, we, you know, wish you all the best. That's a wrap from us. Just want to say that you've been listening to Chris and Shaz in the Mother of All Roles podcast, Two Real Mums Talking About Real Issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary.